a Lifetime original podcast. When people get divorced now, they go on Facebook and they marry some dork they never talked to in high school. That is what happens. And I say, heaven forbid if anything happens to CJ, please let someone from high school take me. I was prom queen, okay? You know, I'll I'll go back to Indiana. I go, listen, remember me? Prom queen, I'm back. My husband's dead. Somebody love me. I love a Lifetime movie. Back to honors for you, loser. So he's not well. If you run into someone that you went to high school with and you don't remember them, they will murder you. The giant glasses are my red flag. It's kind of like reverse sister act. Honey, you're not doing well. But it's like, are any incels doctors? I guess probably. (laughs) What is that? This is Chloe's headband. Why do you have Chloe's headband? Okay, it wasn't me, okay? It wasn't. We have to go to the police. What if you're having some kind of breakdown? You're doing this in your sleep. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekparrigan, joined by one of the greatest mothers in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) The one, the only Megan Gailey. I am so happy to see you. Now, the listeners, they don't know this, but we've been on a little on a little hiatus. And so it was so nice to see Aisha, our new producer. So nice to see you. Oh my gosh, my mom, she was wanting to listen to an episode last week. So she said, which one? And I said, a daughter's plan to kill. You know, that's always <laughs> that's always a fun thing to text your mom. <laughs> And then at the end of listening to it, she goes, very fun, loved it. And she goes, no more Julie Magruder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Peggy's like, I love that girl who taught me how to use uh, Zoom. Basically didn't even. (laughs) Now, Megan, uh, I just have to tell you something, okay? And of course, by the time this episode comes out, this will have happened, you know, ages ago. But when you and I were recording this, okay, last night, I did a show. Mm -hmm. I had a set. Probably one of the worst sets and shows <gasps> of uh, I, of years. Years. No. Okay. It was, first of all, it was like a, not like, it was a fundraiser for a pet rescue, which you know is up my alley. Uh-huh. And also, these people, when I tell you these people, they were giving me nothing. They were not laughing. I mean, I was doing stuff from my Netflix half hour. I like pivoted to doing like the tried and true. The hits, the hits. Yes, yeah. And they weren't having it. I did my joke about how, you know, when I'm walking the dog brawless and I say, don't talk to me when I'm swinging. And then someone in the audience goes, ew, what the f***? And these are supposed to be animal people, dog yeah. people. Yeah. See, yeah. and I actually don't, I don't love dog people. I don't, I, 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 like, as you're saying this, I tend to find dog people to be kind of humorless. What? I mean, I, first of all, I was like, I did all this Mabel material, which I was like, oh, hello, hello, this is for you people. They didn't love it. But, 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 I'm doing my set. And like, at one point I said something like, you know, I'm talking about therapy and I go, who's in therapy? And then like, there's a couple in the front. And a guy and a gal, and they like, you know, she like points to him, and they like high five. And I was like, oh, good, you're a man, you're in therapy. Men who are not in therapy are terrorists. And I'm just like talking. Yeah. I was like, they kind of look familiar to me. Oh. But I, you know, again, it was like the lights were up. I wasn't really sure. You know, you can't really see everybody. You were off like, your game. Yeah, exactly. And oh, also, too, you guys, at the time of this recording, we are on day seven of 100 degree temperatures in Los Angeles. I saw a video of someone popping popcorn outside. The 
venue. No. Not didn't have AC, but it certainly was not. When I tell you, I was dripping, Megan. I was sweating. Like, I saw a comic afterwards, uh, and he was like, Naomi, I've never seen you with neck sweat. And (gasps) I said, yeah, this is me. It's so hot. I took a COVID test yesterday. I'm like, I have COVID. No, just hot. So I'm sitting, I'm doing the set and it's like a nightmare set. I'm sweating. I'm getting no laughs. And then I'm looking Ugh. at these people and I'm like, I'm like, who are they? Okay. Then I come home later. I check my Instagram DMs. I have a message. It says, great set tonight. You're so funny. Thomas Gibson. Thomas Gibson. Hide her in my house. Hide her in my front row. Okay. He was... So him and his girlfriend, Chelsea. Yes, who they was on were that Temptation couple. Island. Yes, they were the couple like when, um, you know, when I was like, oh, do you guys do therapy? And they high-fived. They were and I said, that. Made look. It was him. Hide her in my house. Wait, so he came to a show and it was one of the worst sets. One of the worst. <laughs> one of the worst sets of my life. And I said, of course, Thomas Gibson's here. Maybe, like, listen, I, first of all, I don't believe that you, I've never even seen you have a mediocre set. I've only seen well, Kill, Kill, well, Kill. this Kill. is one of those. But I, I'm honestly kind of glad about this because as the listeners will remember, Thomas Gibson DM'd me because I have significantly less followers <laughs> than Naomi. <laughs> and now I wonder if he's like, hmm, maybe I should have DM'd Naomi. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but you didn't get to talk to them after? No, no. I got this message and then I go, and he was a great set. And I go, oh, that was not my best work, but that's very kind of you. And then he goes, I thought it was fun. He's like, I liked how you worked in the heat wave into your material. I was like, you mean by actively sweating the entire time? Yeah. Like James Brown? So kind of him to even uh, leave his home in these conditions. I know. I couldn't believe people were there either. And then, and they were kind of laughing Thomas and the girlfriend, but I'm telling you, it was like, I have not had no response, like such a, no. on a scale Brutal. of one to 10, I would call it a four. It's the heat, Naomi. It's not you. Nothing is a bigger comedy killer than heat. People will say cancel culture. I say no, heat. <laughs> heat. If you're hot, it's a wrap. It was, oh my God, I was in hell, but it, it was just, I did a lot of screaming. Like when the audience is giving me nothing, I start screaming, which almost kind of yeah, no, you widens the gap. Yeah, go yeah. harder. And then it was like, okay. It took every fiber of my being not to get off that stage. And then to find out afterwards that the hider in my house. A star amongst us. A, li- a lifetime star was wow. in the front row, Megan. Wow, hider in my front row. I mean, speaking of screaming... Yeah. The movie that we are covering this week is called Who is Killing the Cheerleaders of the Year 2020. What a year that was. <laughs> Former cheerleader Ellie Oliver, who returns home 10 years after surviving the brutal slaying of her cheerleading squad, when she accepts a teaching job at her old high school, the violent attacks begin again. Could this be a copycat? Or the killer back to finish the job. Man, there's never been a greater summary of a movie in the history of Lifetime movies. That is just the most perfect, the brute, like, she returns home 10 years after surviving the brutal slaying of her cheerleading squad. I mean, Lifetime continues to top itself, okay? You think they can't give us another one. And then they give us who's killing the cheerleaders. Y'all, this one was wild. Yeah, This one made me laugh a lot. And I trusted no one from the beginning. So Uh I think we got to get into it. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, I loved this movie. Now, <laughs> I did have to watch it in three different sittings because I was watching it on nap duty. So mm. I would like, I was getting it in like amuse-bouches. You know, mm. I would get a taste and then wah, wah, wah. And then I'd come back, get a taste, wah, wah, wah. You know, so I was, <laughs> I was jolted in and out. It really reminded me of the film Scream. Mm, and mm-hmm. especially of the newest Scream. Of like, there's been killers, we're in high school, we're in this small town, there's news reports, but it's not Courtney Cox. You know, like it was... Um, <laughs> It was really great. Um, so we open up on an upbeat song, and we see that this is a real one production. And as you know, we go, Jesus, take the wheel. We're good to go. Yep, absolutely. Real one, tried and true. Okay, it goes Mar Vista, real one. Those are the two. <laughs> you know, if they're bringing you this, it's going to be a hit. So we have the song, and then it transitions into a radio host who is recounting uh, the 10-year anniversary of the murders of four <laughs> high school cheerleaders at Mosier High. This next one goes out to the victims of the cheerleader slayings. It's the 10-year anniversary of that terrible tragedy, and our little town has not forgotten. Abigail, Maggie, Kat, Val, and Dana, we love you and we miss you. To the cheerleaders of Mosier High, this one's for you. I have Sirius XM, and then I also still listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. And it is so funny when a radio DJ has to do something, like, somber. Because they yeah. just, like, the tone of their voice, it's just yeah. a tough transition. It's a tough yes. transition. Yes. So driving the car is a young woman named Ellie Oliver. And she's driving along, listening, and then she looks at a scar on her arm as this murder anniversary is brought up and and the victims of the massacre are Abigail, Maggie, Kat, Val, and Dana. One is still missing. Right. So it was like the four are dead and then the one person who no one ever found, but it's been 10 years, so it doesn't look good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, can we just count her as a five? I mean, I say we round yeah. five. Yeah. And so she hears this, looks at the scar, it changes the channel. So we already are like, okay, well, something, <laughs> she was a part of this too. <laughs> And then she pulls up to a pretty white farmhouse. So a really pretty blonde mom comes out and of like normal mom age. I'm mean, yes. not talking like lifetime mom, quote unquote, that's like 30. And it's like, okay, <laughs> this looks right. like someone I would ask to babysit Conrad. <laughs> so like a mom, mom. And she she has sort of like free spirit, hippie. There's like fun bangles and jewelry yeah. and like yeah. looks like she's been to Santa Fe. Right. Like a fringe vest. Like I feel like she's yes. wearing like a vest, like a long yes. fabric vest or something. Yeah. I bet she went to Studio 54. Mm-hmm. And so she comes out, her and Ellie hug. We get the vibe that they have a close relationship. Oh, you made it. Hi, Mom. Oh, oh God, I missed you. I'm so glad you're here. But Yeah. I mean, not close enough because Ellie has not been home in 10 years. Exactly. I said, okay, I don't know how your mom let you get away with that. But it's like they love each other. But also she's like, I will not come here ever again. No, because of the murders, we have to imagine she's back now because her mom has cancer and is going through chemo. Right. But also her mom is like, I don't need you to take care of me. And it's like, 
mom, just be happy she's back and let her take care. She really, to me, I felt like she was putting up walls, mom. You see what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. But basically, Ellie is like, it's not just a visit. She's pretty much decided to move back here for the duration. And she's going to work at her old high school. Where all her friends were murdered. Exactly. And okay. her her mom is not into it. <laughs> She's like, I cannot believe you're going back to that place. You know, it's not healthy. You're still traumatized. I'm like, yes, you are correct. I agree with her mother. Yeah, it's kind of too much ripping the Band-Aid off to go, I, I'm so upset at this place, I will not return for 10 years. But then I'll go back and I will dive headfirst into <laughs> teaching at the scene of the crime. It's like, right. Ellie, that's a lot. Exactly. She's not. She doesn't know what's good for her. No, and she goes into her high school room, and it's one of those high school rooms where you're like, nothing has been touched. Yeah. Because there is still cheerleading ribbons, trophies. You know, she's got the canopy bed with like the woven organza around it like it it's a it's a Laura Ashley come to life and she is having flashbacks of her cheer friends being murdered so it's mm-hmm. like okay well I mean the sun hasn't even set and we're having these dark flashbacks and then she grabs a photo her pom-poms are out still and she goes puts them in her dresser and slams the drawer shut <laughs> like has to get them out of sight. And this is where I will say though, you know, for mom being on top of it, I'm like, mom, why didn't you empty this room? Okay, you t- you're telling her she's traumatized and then you just left her room as it was like on the day of the murders. I'm yeah. like, you couldn't have put any of that stuff in the attic. Right, we couldn't have gone to an outlet mall and updated the comforter. Exactly, exactly. At minimum. Exactly. So next we're at the first day of school, which is probably why we're covering this film. First day of school vibes in the air. I'm seeing all Mm -hmm. the cuties with their little chalkboards. (laughs) And so she enters into the school. She's walking down the hallway and all the teens are like whispering about her, which I don't find to be realistic. There's nothing teens care about less than the lives of their teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Like they would be like, who's this bitch? Like they would not care. I know. Especially because not just that too, right? These murders happened before these kids were like even alive. You know right. what I mean? Like really, I mean, 10 years. But the fact is like, they don't know. No, the range is there four to eight. They don't care. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, but sure. But through these whispering, we find out. That is Ellie Oliver, the sole survivor of the cheerleader slangs. So everyone on the squad dead, but Ellie. Yep. She is teaching her first class which is AP English. Mm-hmm. And uh, Naomi, I'm guessing you took AP English. Yes, I did. Absolutely. I took AP English. I took AP Bio. Oh, wow. I think I took AP History, but then kind of phoned it in when it came to the exam. So AP English, very happy for her. There is this like kind of like, I don't know, douchey bad boy Ugh, with like greasy hair who also was sort of giving me scream vibes named Dylan. Mm-hmm. And he opens up the first day of school, first class, with this line of questioning. Is it, uh, is it weird being back here at school? It's great to be back. Now, you should all have received a syllabus in your emails detailing what we're going to be looking <clears throat> at this. Yes. Uh, Dylan. Yes, Dylan. How'd you get that scar? Was it from the attack? What happened? Dylan. It's like, what is this problem? Can't we just get to the reading? Like, you cannot be asking... Uh, uh, Did you ever talk to a teacher like this? This is what I'm saying. No, not at all. Which is why I'm like, what is with him coming in so hot, so rude day one? It's just like, if I was her, I would have been like, okay, cool, Dylan. You will be getting an F in my class no matter what you do. Right. Like, you, I don't like you. I don't think your AP material 
back to honors for you, loser. <laughs> so then later, Ellie is sitting in the teacher's lounge, again, more whispering. And it's yeah. like, Mosier, the town of Mosier needs to take a lesson in being hospitable. Because <laughs> we can't, this is the sole survivor of these brutal attacks and no one can go up and say, Ellie, nice to see you, how you doing? Except for another fellow teacher named Lizbeth. Ugh. I know, <laughs> tough name, tough name. Yeah, it's like, really just tough. Feel, just be Elizabeth. And I think exactly. Liz- I think Elizabeth is Swedish or of Nordic, like the name is of Nordic descent, but this woman has brown hair. So it's like, okay, <laughs> can't we just throw the E on it then? Elizabeth teaches AP calculus. Woof, you could not find me there. And she she sits down and is and and like apologizes for the teacher. She's like, sometimes the teachers are worse than the students. Which is like, Actually, that should not be the case. And now I really went out of this high school. But the thing is, it turns out Lizbeth and Ellie went to high school together. But Ellie does not remember her. And then it's like, you know, I don't know. Lizbeth is like nice about it. But also, I don't know. I think whenever you call it out, it's like, oh, actually, we went to school together. Even if you try to sound casual, it sounds like you're being petty. Lizbeth is like, I was pretty quiet back then. So... I'd be surprised if you did remember me, frankly. But we know as Lifetime Scholars, if you run into someone that you went to high school with and you don't remember them, they will murder you. Okay, so this is a giant big red flag. This makes me go, okay, there's a possibility. And Lizbeth is teaching AP Calc and she has giant glasses. Okay, this is what I say. The giant glasses are my red flag. These glasses are so big. I was like, (laughs) okay, these were purchased at Party City. This is some (laughs) sort of weird Clark Kent. Like she's obviously trying to hide her identity with these freakishly large glasses. And that's when I felt like, okay, she's evil. These glasses don't make any sense. They're hiding her past. It's interesting because I had the IMDB open, as I sometimes do, because I like, you know, touch in on our actors and their Mm -hmm, histories. mm -hmm. And the actress who plays Lizbeth, her headshot is, like, so gorgeous Mm -hmm. and, like, couldn't look less like the. I mean, it's very (laughs) much she's all that of, like, she has glasses and a ponytail. Like, they're trying to make Lizbeth ugly, even though she's, like, a gorgeous woman, that the glasses and the, I went to high school, but you don't remember me, it's like, yeah, murderer, here we go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but then, don't worry, there are more options for murderer because Ellie notices in the teacher's lounge Forrest Parker, another kid from high school. Which is a wild name. It is. Forrest Parker? <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's also, to me, it's the perfect douchey name. You know what I mean? Like, Forrest Parker is an asshole. And he dated one of the cheerleaders who was murdered. And Lizbeth lets us know. He married her twin, Brooke. Really? Kind of creepy. You ask me, marrying your dead girlfriend's twin sister, but hey, whatever floats your boat, dude. What? So he's not well. No, he's absolutely not well. And I think she makes a joke that she's like, if there's triplets, I think he would have tried to get with both of them. <laughs> exactly. <It's> like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's like, he's so, he's such a creep. He's I disgusting. Can't. That should be a disqualifying fact from being in education. Like, it should be like, oh, you married your, <laughs> your dead girlfriend's identical twins. You got to go sell insurance. Like you cannot (laughs) come and be amongst the children here. Right. And as they're chatting and she's getting this low down from Elizabeth, someone slaps down a flyer saying they're looking for a cheerleading coach. And Elizabeth like (laughs) kind of like choke laughs and is like, yeah, they have a hard time filling that position. (laughs) And then Ellie goes to visit her mom during her chemo treatment. And she's chatting with her and she tells her mom that she's thinking about becoming the cheer coach because it would be therapeutic. 
Her mom says that would be crazy, and I agree with her mother. Okay. Yeah. I also feel like I was like, I'm like, okay, Ellie, you are not making any kind of sense. It's just like, it, it's just wild to me that she's like, I think I'm going to be the cheer coach. This will be no. good for me. It's like, no, honey, you're the sole survivor of a mass murder of cheerleaders. <laughs> that to me, the same way you said marrying your ex's identical twin means you have to sell insurance. I think being the sole survivor of a mass murder of cheerleaders means that you can never be near cheerleaders again. Yeah, I get. I guess I'm now for the first time realizing, like, it's kind of weird Ellie wanted to be a teacher. Like, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where all your friends got murdered was school. And you're like, that should be where I work. Exactly. I'm like, you could come back home and just like, I don't know, work in an office, be a temp. There are things that you could do to make money. Mary Rich, write a book. <laughs> Sell it as a screenplay. Okay, so their conversation about how this is not a good idea is interrupted because the doctor comes in and it turns out, him and Ellie also went to school together. This feels like one of those like fake towns where mm-hmm. like no one can move in or out. That yeah. it's just like only populated by people that have been there their entire lives. Kind yeah, of like a yeah, haunted yeah. ship. Exactly. Very sci-fi. But also when I do the math of this, okay, think about this. He graduated, they graduated high school 10 years ago. He shouldn't be a doctor. He shouldn't even be an oncologist yet, okay? You don't have a specialty. He should be, I mean, what is he, a resident? Maybe? Yeah, but I think at Mosier Hospital, they're like, all right, you're you're president of the hospital now. You know, like, (laughs) no one can move in, no one can move out. That's true. You know, he probably cut open one owl and they go, all right, head surgeon. So she remembers him because he took photos for the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And Ellie's mom is like, you guys should go out on a date. (laughs) And and Dr. Jonathan's like, I'm free tomorrow night. And that's when I was suspicious. Yes, I'm immediately suspicious of him. I mean, the thing is, anyone that she went to high school with is a suspect. But it's like, you're a doctor. You're coming in all jolly. You seem Mm -hmm. really happy. I don't know. I I don't trust you. I don't trust Forrest. And I don't trust Elizabeth. Nope, absolutely not. So after that, Ellie's back at school and she goes to meet with the principal. Who is a black woman with short hair. So, you know, (laughs) I find her to be regal. Absolutely. (laughs) Megan wrote regal in all caps. (laughs) And I said short hair. And short gray hair. Short gray hair. And she tells the principal that she wants to be the cheer coach. And principal, she's like, ah. Everyone's like, no, Ellie. <laughs> but she's like, she's like, I don't want you to feel bad. And then she's like, no, I want to do this. But then the principal's like, well, I am pretty desperate. I've been supervising practice, which has been a waste of everybody's time. That's so funny. <laughs> so she's like, fine. But at the same time, I was like, now I do want to watch the movie of a regal black woman coaching a high school cheerleading squad. Yeah, it's kind of like reverse sister act where it's like this, it's, it's fish out of water, which we love. Mm-hmm. And she has the pom-pom sitting on her desk, which I was like, oh, is, you know how like live, laugh, love signs are everywhere, ship flap? I'm like, maybe at Mosier, the Everyone's accessory decoration is, yeah, yellow pom-poms to, <laughs> to pay tribute to the murdered girls. Oh my God. I mean, is it a yellow ribbon? Like what you put up to remember someone who's passed. So the fact that these are yellow pom-poms is also like a hat on a hat for me. Okay. So um, we go up to the football stadium. We meet the squad. The squad consists of four <laughs> girls. 
<laughs> and they're in their like cool, like we just got all of our clothes for the start of school apparel. But doesn't it also, not just that, for me, I found that the style of these girls, it felt very clueless to me, very yes. Delia's catalog, very 579, very uh-huh. contempo casual. Wet seal. Yes. Like, it, it didn't feel like now. <laughs> no, no. But I'm like, that. that's why I'm like, they look cool, you know, because they're dressed how, like, I wish I could have dressed. <laughs> And so they, they're they sort of giving Ellie, like, the cold shoulder and the rundown. They basically, they don't do stunts. They don't do competition. They are the bad news bears of cheerleading. Listen to this. What's the deal with you guys? Do you even want to be here? Not. No. We just needed something to put on our college resumes. We don't do sports or theater. This is what was left. We usually just hang out for an hour and then bounce. So... Can we just do that? Principal Sawyer was okay with that. It's not like she knows how the hell to cheer. Well, I do know how to cheer. So no, we're not just going to hang out and then bounce. Today, you're going to learn a stunt. <gasps> Seriously? Seriously. I'm guessing I'm the poor soul who has to go in the air. Yes, you're tiny. Stand over there. You two can base, you'll spot. Come on, let's go. <sighs> Whatever. So they're like, we're just here to try and get into college. We're padding our resumes, basically. And Ellie's like, if you're going to be here, you're going to cheer. And I'm like, this is fun. Now we're getting a little bring it on. You know, like we're getting a lot of different genres of movies that I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, Chloe, one of the cheer girls who kind of seems the sassiest at this point. Yeah. She was the protagonist in College Professor Obsession. Yes, the girl who was shamed into wearing cocktail dresses to class. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and it's funny because I forget that movie and how insane that like part of the story was, is that he was like, you have to show up in black tie if you would like to pass my class. And I'm really excited to see Chloe because I really think we're getting to see the range of her because she's playing an yes. entirely different character. Yes, is she blonde in the same age, but uh, has a lot of different emotions, fears. She's very different than that straight-laced character we got in College Professor Obsession. So I say kudos to her. Yes, absolutely. But you know who I don't say kudos to? Dr. Jonathan. Because Ellie's on her date with him, and he is also like, why do you want to be a coach? (laughs) He's like, this makes no sense. But let me tell you why I don't... of course, I agree with him, but this is where I, again, this is where I was like, I don't respect it. He was like, I have the biggest crush on you. No way. <laughs> what, what, why didn't you ever say anything? I think I tried to. It just, it always came out as a joke. And this is a thing that I don't trust. When you tell somebody about a crush you had a decade ago, you still have feelings. Of why course. would you bring up something from a decade earlier? I just feel like he is coming in so hot and it's like literally... At the end of their drink, he's like, let's hang out Wednesday. You know, and that's too much. That's too much. He's really like, it's like, honey, she just moved back to town. Her mom is going through chemo, which you know as her mother's doctor. And it's like, (laughs) we don't have time for you too. And he is just like really worming his way in with an intensity that I just do not like. Well, and I think this happens a lot where it's like you hold on to these high school crushes, especially if they never came to fruition. This is why Facebook is so frightening because it's like people get in a fight with their husband. They log on to Facebook. There's someone from high school being like, I always thought you were really pretty in algebra. And then they're like, 
you know what? I was really pretty in algebra. <laughs> and then they rekindle with someone they went to high school with who like has this fantasy that's just been extending and growing for 10 years. And then their marriage is broken up and they're moving to Southern California to be with that person. <laughs> I'm telling you, when people get divorced now, they go on Facebook and they marry some dork they never talked to in high school. That is what happens. And I say, heaven forbid if anything happens to CJ, please let someone from high school take me. I was prom queen. Okay. You know, I'll I'll go back to Indiana. I go, listen, remember me? Prom queen. I'm back. My husband's dead. Somebody love me. That's my plan. Remember me? Prom queen. I'm back. That's my, and you get the, like, Ellie, I know in these flashbacks, she has glasses in high school, but it's like, she was a cheerleader. Who is also, who's cheering with glasses? Can we just? Well, I mean, they look like, the these flashbacks are very 1950s sock hop. Oh my God, like, they're so is, funny. I was like, why does it look like it's 1956 <laughs> yeah. when we go yeah. back in time? Yes. Yeah, so then we're getting a little grease. We've got Scream, we've got Bring It On, we've got Grease. I mean, these are some of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> So that night, Ellie has a nightmare about the murders. But then when she wakes up, she sees that the pom-poms and the photo that she had, you know, slammed in her drawer are back on her nightstand. So it's like, okay, who's been in here? What's happening? And then when she asks her mom the next morning if she did that, her mom's like, no. But then also Ellie's phone is missing. And so her mom is like, okay, I am worried about you. I mean, the stress of being back at school, being cheer coach, I think you should about seeing a therapist. And I do have information about a woman who specializes in trauma. And the thing I don't understand is Ellie's not into it. Right. And I don't understand why she's not into it. I do not understand why this person would be so like, I don't need therapy. It's like, um, you're the sole survivor of a cheerleading <laughs> mass murder. You've decided to come back and teach AP English. At the scene of the crime. And you think that you should be the coach for the cheerleaders now. Yeah. Honey, you're not doing well. You need therapy. So Ellie goes for an early morning run. And I'm like, don't do that. That's that's a mistake. And she does it at the school stadium. Once again, scene of the murders. Mm-hmm. And as she walks into the stadium, there is a girl hanging above the stadium, like from the tunnel and written on this girl is I'm back in blood. Y'all, y'all. Scary. And then we cut to Ellie, you know, she's like cowering on the ground. The girl is being wheeled out on a stretcher and Lisbeth is there and is like, no, no one's back, sweetie. It was, it was just a practical joke. Brittany's okay. What? I don't. I don't... The girl was unconscious. Yeah, when they said it was a joke, I'm like, the only world I could understand where this is a joke, if it, if the girl herself did it, right. and, and is like, just kidding, right. you know, but that's not what happened. They're saying the girl was, like, taken from her bed, knocked unconscious, and then hung up there, and that's the joke? That's not a joke. That's kidnapping. It, it makes no sense. And then we see the sheriff is on the news, and he's like, this was a nasty prank. It's like, this is not a prank. Does no, no one know what the word prank means? Assault, hostage, kidnapping. Like, this Drugging. Is the, right. It doesn't make any sense. So then I go, okay, now we've got Jawbreaker. You know, like, oh, we're hitting all that. We're hitting all the hits. Ellie's like, no, this is the killer. She's like, that's that that was the M.O. of the killer writing on the girls with blood. Mm-hmm. And so then this gives her the bright idea that she's like, I need to try and remember what happened that night. 
So then we find out basically that the reason these murders haven't been solved is because Ellie has no recollection. She has no memory. Like the trauma was so intense that anything that happened from that night is gone from her brain. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I need to get back into my brain. I need to tap into my memories. I'm going to go to that therapist my mom told me about. And this therapist is a fiery redhead named Bridget who is very attractive to the point where I found it almost distracting. Like I was almost like, okay, are Ellie and the therapist going to start a relationship? I just felt like she was like really, really attractive and also like not very good at being a therapist. So I thought it was all like a ruse. I was like, okay, she's a plant. Yeah, she had kind of a weird vibe and it almost felt like that wasn't her office because like Ellie would be about to check in and then she'd be like, Ellie. Like I'm like, where is she popping up from? (laughs) So much so that I was like, I think she's a red flag. Yep, a redheaded red flag. A redheaded red flag. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so Dr. Bridget, that's what I'm calling her. Dr. Jonathan, Dr. Bridget. (laughs) Because everyone's 14. And I'm also, I was really surprised that Dr. Bridget wasn't like, we went to high school together. Exactly, like, I just I thought know. she was going to be another high school person <laughs> like everyone else. I bet she did, but I bet she, I bet they did go to high school together, but Bridget has transitioned and she's like, I can't even tap into what Ellie knew me as in high school. <laughs> so she tells Ellie, it's called dissociative amnesia. Your brain is trying to protect you from reliving the trauma of that night. But if I could just remember what happened, then maybe it would offer some clue as to who the killer was. Maybe, maybe I saw their face. We're not here to be detectives. We're here to help you recover. Don't you think finding the killer would help with that? Why don't you start by telling me what you do remember about that night? It almost feels like hypnosis a little bit. Like they have her lay down and she's like, just tell me what you do remember from that night. So we see a flashback start. The girls had been partying, but not Ellie. But then it's so strange because, like, the girls were partying. And at that point, a cheerleader had already been killed. Like, I thought all the cheerleaders were killed at one time. No, it was over days. (laughs) Wait, it was over days? Yes. Okay, yeah, this makes no sense. I don't even know why they were still hanging out together. Yes, after dark, the girls had been partying. Ellie wanted them to leave, and that's all she remembers, but she does say the memories have been returning in the form of dreams now that she's back in town. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Bridget tells her that she needs to journal. Cool. Cool. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I don't know how very helpful you are. Journaling? Cool. So... After that, Ellie is out again with Dr. John. Remember, he was like, we got to go out and get Wednesday. And so, yeah. and he also was like, it was a prank. And what? That, but it, <laughs> I don't understand what the town of Mosier doesn't know what prank means. This no, is- I, I guess if no one's dead, they're like, that was a prank. You know, like <laughs> if someone stabbed 50 times but survives, they go, that was a good prank. Exactly. But then, and this is what I'm saying, no one's very right. He says, well, hey, how about this? Well, what are you doing Friday night? Brook and Forest, they're, they're throwing a party. It's a, it's a 10-year reunion of sorts, unofficially. Forrest, Parker, the teacher, Brooke being the t- identical the twin. The dead girl's twin. <laughs> the dead girl's twin who he married, okay? Why <laughs> would Ellie want to go to that? Why is that anybody's idea of a good time, let alone uh, something that Ellie would do to take her mind off of the murders? But also, here's what I noticed in that moment. Dr. Jonathan refers to Forrest as a Chad. Forrest, well, he's 
It's a bit of a Chad. And that's a real incel phrase. Do you You're know right. that? They you are- incels refer to guys who are like who get the girls. They call them Chads. Yes, the guys that they're mad at who made them yes. in, involuntary celibate. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so like when he says it, I'm like, okay, red flag. I was like, what you're using yeah. the phrase Chad. I was like, we don't, we don't, no one's, you know, and even Ellie's like, I've never heard that before. It's like, okay, this man is, this now tells me who he is. Has some anger. Exactly, exactly. But it's like, are any incels doctors? I guess probably. Sure. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Naomi, you're so correct. And I and I was like, oh, I guess that's just like the lingo in Mosier. But (laughs) when you pointed that out, I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. And so that's yeah, another at this point, we're just kind of like floating around like Lisbeth, Dr. Jonathan, Forrest. I mean, Dr. Bridget. Honestly, I can't (laughs) even I can't even rule out cancer mom. You know, like everybody, everybody's a suspect. I know. Mom's faking cancer to lure her back home to finally take her out. You don't know. So the cheerleader that was found hanging in the stadium is alive and well, Brittany. She returns to school. She's very hot. And when she enters the hallway, everybody's like, Brittany, 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 Brittany. I thought that was insane to me. It was so funny. They all just start cheering for her. And it's just like, what? And she does like a little curtsy. Like, it's so... It's so, I mean, they're cheering for her because she's hot and almost died. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's, like back. that's big news in a high school. So Chloe, basically, she thinks that maybe it was Dylan. And <laughs> apparently that's Ava's boyfriend. And yeah. Ava is a black girl and she's doing, they're giving her like pigtails. Like to me, it's a, they're really working to make her look young. Because mm-hmm. Ava acts like a 40-year-old investigative journalist. Yes. And then they said, why don't we just put some pigtails in? And little poofy ponytails. Yeah, like powder puff girls. And the thing is, Ava gives a lot of like, I'm not so sure about that. Looks right. to the camera. You know, not yeah. like directly to the camera. She doesn't break the fourth wall. But she <laughs> she does seem suspicious. Yeah. And Dylan is the guy from earlier who asked the weird questions. And he sucks big time. And like, I think he's a suspect for, I know he would have been four years old whenever this was happening. So not as the murderer, but I think he's a good suspect for who is doing these quote unquote pranks, pranks. right now. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I'm also suspicious of Ava to some extent too. Well, cause also like, why are you dating Dylan? Like yeah. part of me is like, it, like the fact that you're dating Dylan makes you very, str- like I don't trust your judgment. You make poor choices. And so, you know, she's like, Dylan's my boyfriend. Don't say that about him. You're just like, what? And it's like, he's gross and weird. So they're like, we got to get to the bottom of what the original story of the murders were. So they go see Forrest. That's Chloe's bright idea. And when they get in there, I'll let you do this one. Well, they go to talk to Forrest about the murders. And Forrest knows all the girls' names. Except for Ava, the black girl. It's messed up. What is that about? What is that about? Chloe, Brittany, Pippa. Ava. Ava. Also, there's a girl in this group, in the Ford, which I know, named Pippa. I found that very distracting. (laughs) I don't think anyone's name is Pippa, who's not British. And I don't know. It was like, Okay, what he's he's like, Chloe, Brittany, Pippa, and then he just, he doesn't know what the black girl's name is, and she's like, Ava. And 
in that moment, they look like extras from a movie, Clueless. And Chloe is really flirting hard. Everyone treats us like we're children. And we're basically like adults. It's so sexual. It's too much. She's basically trying to seduce Forrest into showing them pictures of the murder. This conversation, I can't even recount it. Listen. This was Abigail. She was hung up like you, Brittany, except dead. This was Maggie. She was found three days after she went missing, stuffed in a locker, dead. Another girl went missing too, Dana. They never found, presumed to be dead. And this is, um, this was Cat, uh, my girlfriend and her friend, Val. They were stabbed along with their coach, Miss Hall. Mm. The attack she can't remember. The next attacks were just more of the same. They I think we've seen enough. Are you sure? There's like four more. I think I'm going to be sick. Why would you show us these? Because you asked me to. Okay, now, first question. Why does Forrest have all of these photographs of dead girls at the ready on his laptop? This shit happened 10 years ago. I need to know why you have these pictures right here. He didn't have to go into Finder. He didn't have to search his folders. He said, double click right here. here. Here they are. Almost as if they were part of his lesson plan that day. (laughs) And it's like one of the victims is your dead girlfriend. Like... And they and they don't even seem like crime scene. They seem like personal. Exactly. You know, like it seems like they were taken on like a a, a camera, and he went and had them developed and then scanned them. Like it seems <laughs> like there were multiple steps for him to have these at the ready. And it, it, I guess the funny part is, is that Chloe's like, I, you know, basically, I'll have sex with you. Show me the pictures, and then it's like. Ew! You know, like, she's like, I want to be a big girl, but, like, still isn't. She's a child. But she's so, they're so mad. It's like, like, how dare you? But then they all leave except for Ava. And she stays. And she, like, looks at him with such an attitude. And she goes, keep going. (laughs) And I was like, well, first of all, Ava, this man doesn't even know your name. Okay? He does not know you exist. So I don't even think you should be staying to talk to him. And two, these are pictures of dead women. What are you talking about? Go on. It was like such a strange little moment she had. So then there's practice after school. Ellie has new uniforms for them. And they're all like, no, we are. After we've seen these photos, we quit the squad. We're not doing this. Ava is like, I'm on the squad. I'm more committed than ever. Like It's almost (laughs) like the crime scene photo. She's like, I'm in. And Ellie's like, you can't cheer on your own. And I actually think Ava could cheer on her own. That's where I disagree. I think all we need is Ava. I think you put Ava out there in that new uniform and that sick, twisted sort of (laughs) obsession with the murders of the girls that she could potentially be. That's who, that's Captain and Army of One right there. (laughs) After that, Ellie goes back to Dr. Bridget for her appointment, but the therapist is like, she's like, um, I don't have you in my appointment book, so no. And then, and then she's like, and basically kind of chalks it up to like, oh, you're scatterbrained. You have PTSD. And then the therapist is like, why don't you journal some more? I'll see you in a few days. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> that as someone who was who was ghosted by my therapist recently, I blame the therapist. Okay? This is not PTSD. This is, this is hot Dr. Bridget not keeping up with her scheduling. Okay? Because I showed up to my Zoom therapy. I'm in there. She didn't come. I send her an email. And I'm like, hey, are we meeting now? And didn't hear anything back. And then I was like, 
oh, okay, so you're just gonna like ghost not me? Resp- yeah, and I said, I was like, okay, fine, dead to me, dead to me. I have no, yeah. I have no interest. No, it's tough for your therapist to do that because then it's like, who am I even gonna talk to this about? Thank you know, you. like if someone, if a friend did this to me in person, I talk to my therapist. If my therapist does it, who do I talk to? God? No. <laughs> So I felt like this actually wasn't Ellie's problem. This wasn't, I think, I think that Bridget did not know. And Bridget being like, oh, go on, go write a journal. It's like, you know, she's just here trying to collect her copay. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't really want to do the work. Yeah. Well, and she's a doctor too. So it's like, you know, she's good to go. I hope she got some of those student loans forgiven. What (laughs) I think is actually happening is that I think there was an appointment and I think maybe someone canceled it. And by someone, I mean the Mm. killer. Mm. I think the killer's meddling in in the scheduling of Dr. Bridget. <laughs> That's how he's going to cause Ellie to unravel. Just keep canceling. Her. Well, honestly, canceling your therapy yes. appointments could work. I'm like, they really could work. Yeah, make me crazy. Uh-huh. Okay, so Ellie does get a journal and listen to this. I feel... I feel silly. Um, dear diary, I say this is pointless. This is me. This is like, <laughs> this. My New Year's resolution was like, I'm going to journal every day. And then it was like, I, I made it to January 6th. And, like, <laughs> and then it was. Uh, <laughs> but then what's funny is this journaling makes her go, wait. I used to journal. So she goes and she finds like a perfectly intact, pristine journal in that drawer where the pom-poms and Mm -hmm. picture were. And it's like, okay, but now I'm getting the sense that these murders wiped all of your memories (laughs) from the past. And I don't know if that's how PTSD works. Like, because if we're saying that, then it's like, did you remember this was your mom? Do you know you're from Mosier? Like, how do you not remember anything? But I guess that's neither here nor there because she opens up the journal. And unfortunately, most of the journal is dedicated to her crush on Forrest. Forrest Parker, who is disgusting and could and did not get better with age. Okay, so my idea, like, the forest of 10 years ago has to be 10 times worse than the forest we meet, and he's pretty terrible. Oh, I'm sure. So she is, like, seeing that she loved him, basically, and even she's like, oh, God. And then she starts having flashbacks that kind of make it seem from the vantage point of the flashbacks that Ellie is the killer because one of the girls is being like, Ellie, no, after she's stabbed. And then she wakes up with a start and she hears a noise. And this is now the second time that she's been sort of like afraid in the house. Mm -hmm. So she grabs a home goods candlestick. It is (laughs) massive. I mean, we are talking flipper flop. We are talking HGTV size candlestick. She's going to use that as a weapon. And she goes, she's like walking down the hallway. There's no one there, but the door to the outside is wide open. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Mm-hmm. And so then the police, the sheriff comes, and he is oh a black man who does not trust her and is not helpful at all. And she's like telling him, you know, she's like, my pom-poms removed and my phone. And then he's like, you mean <laughs> the phone like, that's uh... right behind you on the mantle? <laughs> and she's like, uh... And so he's like, oh, I don't believe what you're saying. And is like, and then is like, oh, you're seeing a therapist. And so it's immediately assumed that because she's seeing a therapist, she is not trustworthy, which is not how therapy works. I mean, literally, it was just like, oh, we can't trust her. I don't think Mosier's to be trusted. 
You know, like it's no. like, how are we so anti-therapy in Mosher when you've had half the town killed? <laughs> it sounds like, honestly, this sheriff could use a little therapy. The next day, Ellie takes the pom-poms in the picture and she like tosses it outside in the garbage because she's like, I, 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 this can't keep coming back to haunt me. So she tosses it outside. Then we go into oh, the no. school parking lot, okay? It is the height of the day. The sun is shining. Children are walking to and fro. And Chloe comes up to Forrest, the teacher, and slaps him on the butt. Nope. And then he is like, basically, when are we going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, what do you say we make this official? What do you mean? Come on. You've been hitting on me for weeks. Let's meet up. Just name the time and place. Sunday night. Lookout point. Okay. Can't wait. Oh, and hey, keep this between us, okay? Honey, he is speaking with his full voice in the middle of the day at the school parking lot. Can you even handle this? I was like, I'm sorry. What happened to this being illegal and something you should keep quiet? Yeah, and it's so egregious that I was I held out a glimmer of hope of being like, maybe Forrest means like to tutor her. Like, it's just so <laughs> outlandish yeah. how he is behaving that I'm like, this can't be what it is. But as we find out later, it is what it is. It okay, is what it is. So Lisbeth goes to check on Ellie. She just wants to make sure that she's doing okay. And Ellie's like, why don't you come with me to the reunion tonight? And Lisbeth is like, oh, another thing I wasn't invited to. I know. And, Again, and, it's like, okay, Lisbeth, calm down. And Ellie's like, listen, I wasn't invited either. You know, it's like, it's not even one of those things, Lisbeth. Like, we'll go. We'll have a good time. <laughs> Whatever. But it's like, will you have a good time? This doesn't make any sense to me. Ellie has not been back in this town in a decade and now she up here teaching at the school hanging out with the people who were like married to the victims identical twins and it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna coach cheerleading no one is behaving normal no one is making any sense but in Ellie's defense right now she can't get into her therapist so she's like <laughs> listen I'm taking matters into my own hand and I'm gonna go to this damn reunion and see if it sparks anything Oh, um, so as, as the school day continues, Ava is outside looking at the crime scene photos that she was able to check out from the library. <laughs> I was like, did you print out a microfiche? What is going on? She goes, it's amazing what the words it's for a report will do. What is the project? Thank you. The librarian is like, oh yeah, um, a school project on the murders that took place here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casual, casual. Uh, this Mosher High School needs uh, just a house cleaning. Okay. The children are being left behind. Um, <laughs> And some of it by murder and some of it by being scarred by these murders. Exactly. So she she puts down her manila envelope of crime scene photos for a second to have a teen chat with her gal pals. And Dylan, little sticky-fingered Dylan, picks up the photos, looks at him, and then steals them and runs away. And she what? doesn't even try to run after him. She doesn't even no. try to get them back. No, and she knows it's him who did it. Yeah, and she's just like, ugh. Like, she's just like, it's bad. And then we cut to Pippa in the bathroom. And she's washing her hands, and someone comes up behind her, all in black, naturally, and she is just attacked. Yep. So that's cool. Again, middle of the day, bathroom. A just a prank. Another classic Mosher High prank. <laughs> Ellie and Lisbeth, that night, they're at the they're at the party at Brick and Forests, and Lisbeth has her glasses off. Okay. So you know she's out here. And Jonathan <laughs> is really excited to see Ellie and not excited to see Lisbeth listen to this very painful interaction. 
Hey. Oh, we uh, actually, we, we dated for a little bit. I wouldn't say we dated, we went out like once. Really? I didn't know. It was a few times. Well, I mean, yeah, but we were like friends, right? <laughs> you look incredible. Thanks. You look good too. You look great too. Thanks. <laughs> I hate him. I'm honestly mad because then Ellie like goes with Jonathan to get a drink. And it's like, no, Ellie, if he spoke to Elizabeth or anyone that way, it's like, it's a wrap on you. Goodbye. No, thank you. Exactly. That is for me the sign. I'm like, he is a bad person. What are you doing? And then Elizabeth's just standing there and it's like, oh God, like, this is where I'm like, don't, Ellie is not a good friend. She's obviously nope. going through a lot right now. Don't hang out with her, Elizabeth. Okay? Yeah. Just, but also now I'm like, now, Elizabeth, to me, she's got a real motive. Motive. Okay? She's got motive. 100%. And I'm like, maybe she agreed to go to the reunion just so she could scope out more victims. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the high school, it's nighttime. There's a football game, Friday Night Lights. The gals are drinking. Okay, we've seen that before. And Chloe is texting Forrest. Ugh. Ugh. And they're all all kind of wondering why Pippa isn't there. Pippa hasn't been seen. Nobody's heard from Pippa. Yeah. Dylan shows up and they're like, have you seen Pippa? And he's like, why would I have seen Pippa? And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. And yeah. then Ava storms off and says she's going to find Pippa. And then of course, back at the party, Forrest's wife, Brooke, she comes down, like sees Forrest text. It's like, who are you texting? And he's like, uh, people just wanted directions. It's like, honey, Mosher is a one stoplight town. I right. don't think... Anyone needs this many directions. Brooke is on to you. Yes. Everyone knows the house where the man married the dead twin sister. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a stop. If there's a double-decker bus tour in town, that's stop number one. Also, you know Forrest has cheated. Like, when Brooke was pregnant. When mm -hmm. Brooke was postpartum. When Brooke has her period. <laughs> when Brooke has a stomachache. When Brooke has a headache. Like, he is out in these Mosier streets getting it in, unfortunately. Oh, God. And so, at first, Brooke is, she sees Ellie and is kind of a bitch. And you're like, well, I understand. You're you're not living the best of lives. But then she softens and we get this little tidbit. Listen to this. What happened that night, Ellie? What? What happened to my sister? You know, I don't remember. Why are you the only cheerleader that didn't die? Why do you get to live? Did you... Did you have something to do with it all? What? Of course not. Why was her blood all over you then, Ellie? Her, her blood was all over me. No, no one never told me that. Okay. <laughs> no one told Ellie that her sister's blood was all over her? How? See, this is where now it's like, okay, Ellie, are you the murderer? Like, did yeah. you, have you been blacking out for the last decade? Because, like, does someone need to tell you that? You know, it's like, and I know that, like, she has no memory of it, but it's like, yes, but... You, you had their blood on you. I don't know. It right. Just it, 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 I get that no one ever told you that. That's weird. But it's also like, that seems like a, a vital piece that you blocked out. It just also, I don't even understand why no one would tell you, though. Because like at the yeah. very least, the cops would come knocking on her door being like, so you were found covered in one of the victim's blood. Yeah. Covered in the blood of a victim. So what can you tell us? Like, it just is like, it's not really making any sense. But okay, we're back at school. Ava is inside the building, you know, looking for Pippa. She sees a trail of blood. She follows it to the locker room. And Pippa... And this is 
dead at night. Like, this is so scary. Don't go in schools at nighttime. I know. Especially because it's like one of those things where like every, like people are outside at the game, but it's so loud. Yeah. No one would even hear you scream. It's too dangerous. And you know, this was giving me kind of the faculty vibes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, yes, okay. yes. That football game. Yes. Very, real pa- faculty energy. The point is she finds Pippa stuffed in a locker, covered in blood and pom-poms. But you know what? Pippa's alive. Because that's a prank. <laughs> Another a classic Mosher prank. And the blood was pig's blood. And we find this out because basically Pippa is, you know, obviously she's she's sitting there kind of coming to and Ellie, Jonathan, Elizabeth and Forrest, they all leave that party, run to the gym. Ellie goes straight to Pippa, you know, asking her if she's okay, or her parents coming because it's like, I guess Ellie's the only teacher who cares. I, I like I uh, it's not making sense. The sheriff pulls Ellie aside and is like, is this pom pom yours? Looks just like the one we saw at your house the other day. And like blames her for the attacks that are happening now and the ones in the past. Do pom-poms have DNA? How do you know those are the pom-poms? I know. I know. There's no way they would have tested. Maybe there's initials. Maybe. And she's like, no, I didn't do it. But then he's like, fine, if you didn't do it, then why don't you give me your phone so I can run the location data and see where you've been? You know? And she's like, okay. And then she goes to find her phone. She doesn't have it. Again again and the sheriff is like uh-huh uh-huh you're guilty like he's basically like everything yeah. about you is guilty well and they're making it seem like they didn't think she was guilty for the 10 years ago murders because she was quote-unquote just a child and it's like yeah but like she could have done that well because she had been stabbed right that's why they, like, back then they were like oh she was and then and but now he but maybe the sheriff was like Part of me is like, maybe he just wasn't the sheriff 10 years ago. And now yeah. he's in charge. And he's like, you know what? I've always had my eye on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like Gone Girl hadn't come out by then. So it's like they didn't know how wild white women could be. <laughs> okay. So the attacks are now on the news. And Elizabeth and Ellie are watching them. In the classroom, which is yes. like, okay, I didn't realize you guys were wired for cable, but fine. And then Elizabeth gives Ellie her phone, Ellie's phone, and she's like, yeah, I found it in the parking lot. And I said, okay, murderer. Murderer. Right? Murderer. Ellie, you gotta keep track of your phone, girl. Like, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, this makes no sense. But Lisbeth is wearing a really cool, like, vintage, incredible, like, tiger shirt that I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she is the murderer, she's murdering that look, too. (laughs) Okay, so then Ellie is at therapy. The therapist has told her to, like, you know, bring possessions of her that could spark memories. And so she has her uniform, and they begin trying to extract the memories. Ellie's flashbacks start. And in this flashback, it, like, advances a little bit further. And we see that her and Kat, who is Forrest's girlfriend got into a fight, like a physical fight. Mm. And it makes it seem like, okay, yeah, we're all kind of inching towards that. Maybe Ellie is responsible. Mm -hmm. And then she like snaps out of it. And her therapist says that she's just having survivor's guilt. And then is like, okay, bye. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) I know. She's like, okay, call me later. Then we go back to the parking lot. And Forrest sees Chloe and is like, why didn't you show up? So basically they were supposed to meet and she's like, uh, I forgot. I'm so proud of her in that moment. I know. And then he's like, Chloe, your grade in my class has been suffering. So I need to know, are we going to do this or not? 
And again, I just have to step it out. We are in the school parking lot in the <laughs> middle of the day, and the teacher is asking the student why she did not arrive for sexual activity. Yeah. Okay. And and the thing about Chloe, and it's the same with the pictures. Like, it's like, she wants to, like, pretend she's a big girl. You're still a child, and you should be a child. That's yeah. where you are in your life. So it's like, she likes flirting. She likes patting her teacher on the butt and kind of knowing that the teacher wants her back. But she does not want to have sex with this man. Exactly. And you can see it. She's, like, scared. She's, like, or like trying to seem like she's, she's you know, she's trying to put on a brave face. She's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But it's like, no, she doesn't like this at all. She doesn't want to do it at all. So we see later that evening, Brooke is out of town, as Forrest says. And so Chloe goes to Forrest's house. We can also tell that, like, from the, the vantage point, she is being watched. Mm-hmm. and she's trying to talk herself into ringing the doorbell. Like, she really doesn't want to do this. And as she's standing at the front door, she sees through the window, and there's a picture of Forrest and Brooke, his wife, and she just loses all will. Like, she shakes her yeah. head, and she heads back to her car, and I am thinking, good job, Chloe. Yeah. Like, end this. Just get a bad grade in P.E. Who cares? And as she gets into her car, she, like, is about to leave, and the attacker is in the back seat, and she screams bloody murder. Y'all, y'all, Chloe. Chloe was trying to be a good girl. Chloe said, I'm not going to go through with this. And then she got got. And this is why we need to take a break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, we're back, and I'm still very upset about Chloe. Okay, I'm very sad that Chloe, she was just like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go away. And then the killer, who obviously, this means too, this person was following her, right? Like, he had to have followed, she, he, they had to have followed her, and then saw her get out of the car, and then was like, okay, I'm going to get in her car. It's like, well, what what were they going to do if she had actually gone inside? I don't, I don't even understand. The killer kind of got lucky. Right. I know, but, but at this point, it's like they've gotten Pippa. They've gotten Brittany. We still don't, well, I guess Pippa has been found. Brittany and Pippa, both those pranks, you know, those hilarious pranks. Yep. And so it's like the, the, whether it is a prankster, a copycat, or a killer, they're going through the now cheerleaders and recreating sort of the crimes that were originally committed against the first victims. And so it's like, yeah, Chloe, you should have known you were next. You know, it's you or Ava. There were only four girls on the squad. (laughs) 
the next day, Ellie is in the kitchen and she's doing some journaling and her mom gives her her phone and was like, oh yeah, it was in the laundry room under some dirty clothes. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your pocket. What is she doing? Get one of those little tiles. This CJ has those tiles that like you put on it and then it tells you where it is. But mm-hmm. you have to like know where the original tile is to find the things. And he's mm-hmm. lost that too. Yeah, I was like, that's too much. That's just no, more. It's like you can't. It's but it's like you have pockets. You you have it's just I keep it on you at all times. You're someone in their late twenties who doesn't have their cell phone on them. It's like Ellie, you don't want to succeed. Quite honestly. Then she's saying to her mom, like, basically, her mom has to go to a work conference out of town (laughs) while having cancer. This woman is in the middle of going through chemotherapy treatment (laughs) and needs to go out of town for a work conference? I know. I I said, this country is sick. Absolutely. This is America. This is America. And that's, it's an aside. No one, that doesn't even, it doesn't clock anything in the film except for me being horrified. Then Ellie goes to school and the cops are everywhere. She finds out Chloe is missing just like the original murders. Remember there was the four girls who were found and then one girl who is still missing to this day. So Chloe is now the missing one. We get a, and then we see another news story and we see that Forrest is arrested. Great. But here's here's the thing. And I guess I forgot this because the news story is like, Forrest is a physical education teacher and he's saying, you know, he didn't do anything. Now, the moment I heard that, I was like, what then? Why does he have a classroom? Okay, remember, the girls come to a classroom that says Mr. Parker's class on the board. Is Jim now, is Jim class now seated? What's going on? (laughs) Why does he have a classroom? Second, why would anybody care if their quote-unquote grade was suffering in his class? I said, if you want to extort a student for sex, you need to be teaching something that matters, okay? Wow. We need to be talking about AP Bio. We need to be talking about chemistry. Wow. We need to be talking about something where you're like, if I get a bad grade in this, my future is in jeopardy, okay? And that's not physical education. I'm going to tell you that right now. I bet Forrest insisted on having a classroom because that's where he does all of his dirty deeds. You know, you can't. he can't mm. be flirting with girls out in the gymnasium. Well, honey, yes, he can. He can be flirting with them in a parking I know, lot. True. He's saying, meet me at Lookout Point. But he's like, um, can I have a desk? Um, I need to have my laptop with all the crime scene photos at the ready. <laughs> now, I don't think Forrest is our murderer, but he does belong behind bars. So I celebrate this arrest, even though I think they've got the wrong man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As he's being arrested, they're like showing the footage of it and he's yelling at the news camera. It wasn't me. I didn't do anything. I'm innocent. I swear, I'm their teacher. Which, like, I think your lawyer tells you not to do. You know, like, you're, <laughs> you're not even supposed to say no comment. And Forrest is like, you've got the wrong guy. Well, he's, like, cuffed. He's, like, trying to get out of it. It's like, Forrest, for once in your life, shut the hell up. <laughs> After that, we see Elizabeth and Ellie. They're talking. And Elizabeth is like, you know, I know you didn't do anything. But it's like, as they're having that conversation, there's also, like, a Jonathan moment. Just listen to this conversation, which for me just turned all signs to Elizabeth. Listen. <sighs> I never thought I would be friends with a cheerleader. (laughs) You know, I tried out for the squad freshman year. I was a good dancer, but I guess I didn't have the right look. I practically got laughed out of the building. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's so mean. Yeah. I held a pretty big grudge for a while. I thought all cheerleaders were just a bunch of evil bitches. Until I met you. 
Oh, so thank you. See you later? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so even Ellie, if you if you guys watch the movie, you even like see she's a look on her face, like when like, she's like, uh, uh, <laughs> "You're a grown up," you know. And then to oof, really drive it home, Elizabeth goes into her classroom because she teaches a seated class. Mm-hmm. She unlocks her desk drawer. It's like she has like a little container that has her little key to unlock her thing. She brings out their high school yearbook from 10 mm-hmm. years ago and she flips to the page that has the cheerleaders on it and she has labeled them skank, bitch, whore, very mean girls slam yeah. book. Yeah. And then she turns to a page that has a picture of Jonathan and there's a giant heart around him. So, you know, it just begs the question, why would you have your high school yearbook at work? <laughs> you know, uh, right. you brought it to work. Uh, Ten your years own later. Yearbook. Ten years later. <laughs> and and also, these girls are dead. You really need to call them a skink still. Exactly. Like, and I'm sure she probably labeled it before. But once someone is murdered, can you cross out skank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You need to be writing RIP, you know? We should not be <laughs> speaking skank of the dead, okay? <laughs> <laughs> After that, we learned that Forrest was released due to uh, insufficient evidence, but they do know that there was an illicit relationship. Then why is he released? Thank you. I was like, you have the text messages between the two of them. It doesn't make any sense that he should this should be. I mean, at the very least, too, he needs to be fired from his job. Do you know what I mean? I say for the safety of Mosher vaginas, keep him in jail. Exactly. And then Ellie has to hand her phone over to the cops because now that Forrest has basically been cleared, they're they're still looking for someone. She's a fool. She's a fool, okay? She literally says, guilty people get lawyers. I said, you naive white woman. (laughs) She's not going to get a lawyer. She's not getting a lawyer. She's giving them her phone. Yeah. (sighs) On top of that, she said, I'll find the killer myself. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have a phone. How do you even find where the grocery store is? No clue. No clue. Her and Jonathan go back to her house. She asks him to bring all the photos because he took photos for the yearbook. So he's mm-hmm. going to have like the most extensive photo collection. Oh my God. Who keeps all of those 10 years later? Everyone well, in Mosier is crazy. Everyone well, in Mosier is hanging on to the past. Well, he has kept it and he has kept a lot of photos and most of them are of Ellie. Mm-hmm. So that's a little weird, but she seems extremely flattered by it. Right. And then he spots her journal and he's like, wow, I journal too. And she's like, do you ever journal about me? And he's like, I would never journal about you. Wink, wink, wink. And she's like, oh yeah, I would never journal about you. Wink, wink. And then he says, I kiss you, but I know you have serious business to attend to. <laughs> I have to work anyways. Like, okay. You can kiss her. This is wild. How long do you think kissing takes? And then I'm wondering, is he the killer and Lisbeth is a red herring? Because he's having bizarre behavior. Right, right. And I kind of felt like in this moment where I was like, they really did a lot to make us think it was Lisbeth. Almost. And then I was like, well, maybe it's almost too much, right? But I'm not sure because... Then that night, Ellie goes to bed. She's having flashbacks, remembering fighting with Kat about Forrest and, you know, Kat bleeding and screaming, Why, Ellie? Why? So then I'm like, okay, well, then maybe <laughs> Ellie's ass did it. Like, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? They all did it. Okay? I know. And Ellie wakes up and all of the mirrors and doors in her room are covered in the words, I did it. 
written in red lipstick. It's really unnerving. It's so strange and it's everywhere. And so then she like goes to the hospital looking for Jonathan, but they're like, it's like, have you seen, have you seen Dr. So-and-so? And they're like, no. No. And it's like, okay, well, he said he had to work, so. Right? But that doesn't clock to her. That was my own and your own detective skills of yeah. like, okay, stuff about Jonathan is starting to not add up. Yeah. So then she goes to her therapist, still not the police. Right. And her therapist is like, Ellie, I'm really surprised to see you because you emailed me last night to quit therapy Remember from your Gigamail address? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gigamail. And she's like, I do not remember sending that. And it's like, and then of course it's like, well, you have PTSD. Ellie, you didn't send it. Someone sent it on your behalf. Exactly. And so then Jonathan calls her and she's like, you know, I need you to come here, help me. He gets there. He gets to Ellie's house, sees everything. And he's like, okay, well then did you do it? And then he also sees Chloe's headband. And is like, okay, why do you have why this? You have and that? she's like, I don't know. And so he starts freaking out. And he's like, we need to go to the police. And then he's like, maybe you're doing this as part of a, you know, like maybe you're having a breakdown. And listen to this. No, no, it's not me. He's framing me. How do you know it's a he? It could be a woman. It could be you, Ellie. No, I would never. And, and then I can't name a single woman who would want to murder a bunch of... Oh, my God. What? I know who it was. Who? Just, just wait here. I'll explain everything. Where are you going? To prove it wasn't me. Now, I just, you know, Ellie, you don't have the skills to get the answers. Okay? Whatever you think you're going to be able to do, you can't do it. None of it's making sense, okay? Ellie then leaves, races to school, goes to Lisbeth's classroom, finds her key, opens her desk, takes out the yearbook with all the writing in it. And th- and she's like, this is the proof. This is and the proof. And it's like, I don't know if that's proof, though. I know. I don't think I don't think the words skank and bitch <laughs> mean like I murdered four people. <laughs> and after that, we see the cops at Ellie's house taking photos, you know, going over the whole scene. And why are the cops there? Because her little boy toy, Dr. Jonathan, called the cops on his damn girlfriend. Hello. And they're like, oh, okay, great. This is the proof that she's a killer. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And he's like, but you're arresting her? You don't even know that she did this. Well, what do you think was going to happen? Thank you. You thought they were going to come here and see I did it and go, oh, wow, poor Ellie. Exactly. Because then apparently the sheriff also gets a call that after they studied her phone, there's proof that she was at the scene of all the attacks, or at the very least, her phone was. The so phone like, she was, did it. Yeah. And so, as this is all happening, Ellie is like calling Jonathan. She's like, Lisbeth, Lisbeth's the killer. And she's like, I'm coming to your house. And so she like drives to Jonathan's house. And then, lo and behold, who has followed her there but Ava? Yeah. Again, investigative journalist Ava, she's on the case, and she calls up Dylan and is like, meet me here. First of all, Dylan is the last person you need in one of these situations. He is sketchy. He is a thief. He is an asshole. Dylan is not who you call. That's all I'm going to say. I say call Pippa, okay? Yeah, yeah. I I do think it's funny that Ellie has no idea that any of this, like, that anyone's searching for her. You know, like, that the cop, that there's, like, an APB out for her arrest. Like, she's like, Jonathan, I found her. You gotta meet me here. And then Ava's there, and then Dylan's coming. I go, everybody bring a, we're gonna have a pitch-in. We're gonna have a block (laughs) party at Dr. Jonathan's house. (laughs) Ellie is searching high and low at Jonathan's house, and he's nowhere to be found. 
She's at the front door. She's at the back door. She's on the porch. And I said, this is great real estate. And she can't find him. And and Ava doesn't know this because she's like at the front and she just sees Ellie go around the back. Yeah. So then Ellie sits down on the porch like it's a cafe. And she starts (laughs) looking through the crime scene photos because, again, anyone can get them. If you've got a pulse, we'll give you the crime scene photos. (laughs) And then she remembers something. She's in the flashback again, and this time it's Ellie getting stabbed. She's not stabbing herself like the cops said could be happening. She's being stabbed by someone else. She's fighting back the attacker, and then she's able to uncover the face of the killer. And who is it? Jonathan. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. And then at that moment, he suddenly appears. And listen to this. Ellie. Police are looking for you. It was you. What are you talking about? You're the killer. You finally remembered. It took you long enough. Seems I was way more worried about that than I needed to be. You have a terrible memory. You're deranged. Yeah? Well, I'm not the one seeing a therapist, am I? <laughs> what again with the bashing of therapy? <laughs> it's like, why is everybody acting like therapy means that you are a crazy person? It's like, is this 1950? It's like, what? Yes, she needs to be in therapy. I like that. That's what we're upset with. It's like, well, he's also a murderer, but how dare you bash therapy? Exactly. So Dylan finally shows up to meet Ava. He's got Pippa and Brittany. It's also now nighttime. And Ava called him when the sun was out. So I need to know where he was coming from. Like, and he's like, he's like, I went as fast as I could. I'm like, were you coming from another state? I don't understand how it's now night. Okay. Were you with Pippa and Brittany? Are you also an adulterer? Hello. Has Ava not been able to hear any of the conversation? Yeah, the time passage, I think it's like to be like, now it's scarier, but you're right. It, it was, maybe it's just one of those days where, you know, you're like, the sun is out and then it's like gone. You know, it happens, it, it starts to happen this time of year. You think it's like a 4.30, 5.30 situation in winter. Leap forward, spring spring forward, leap back. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so next thing we see, Ellie is tied to a chair inside Jonathan's house. And Jonathan is giving us the classic, here's why I did it monologue. Listen. Why is it <laughs> that bitches like you always think you're better than everyone? Huh? You prance around in your slutty little uniforms, (laughs) waiting for someone to ask you out. And then when they finally do, you laugh at them. Unless they're a Chad, like Forrest. Are you talking about me? You never even asked me out. Yes, I did. Several times. And you laughed at me. No, it's not true. You thought it was a joke. All of you cheerleaders did. Hilarious Jonathan. With his funny jokes. I'm sorry if I offended you. Offended me? You ridiculed me. You laughed at me with your friends. Man, we thought we were laughing with you, okay? We loved you. We we thought you were a great guy. Oh, please. I never stood a chance. You friend-zoned me from the start. Oh, like you friend-zoned Lisbeth? You women are all the same. You only want 
like Forrest. Not the nice guys like me. <laughs> right. Don't laugh at me. Oh my God. Ellie laughed in that last sentence and so did I. I was like, what is wrong with him? Not nice guys like me. You know, murderous oncologists. Yeah. And and I'm so glad that she brought up like, oh, okay. I, listen, in high school, I, I thought you were like a friend. I'm sorry. That's what you did to Elizabeth. Like, yeah, you're not exactly. you're not actually an incel. There's gals that want you. Right. I cannot believe he said prance around in your slutty little uniforms. How dare you? I know. I know. So as this is happening, Ava and the gang, they like get walk up to the back door. Ava grabs a gardening tool and breaks in. Surprise, this guy does not have an alarm system. I'll tell you that right now. Because you're a doctor and you're a murderer. I think you should have a ring. You should have a whole system in place. But I guess people can just use a gardening tool and break right in and you don't even notice it. The teens go in. And Jonathan, you know, he's still monologuing. He's talking about how torturing Ellie was so fun this whole time and how he's messed with her head. And he framed her and he roofied her. Which we didn't know. No. (laughs) But that's, I guess, you know, you don't hear that she's sleeping a lot. But I guess this is why she's, like, forgetting stuff and why someone can come and take her phone without her knowing it. (laughs) And they've also been on date. You know, like they went on that date where they had a drink. He roofied her there. Then they went to the reunion and remember, he's like, want to go get a drink? And they leave Elizabeth high and dry. So he roofied her there. And then when they were searching through the photos, I think he could have roofied her there. Yep. 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 And and he's like, gotta go. You know, he's like, I gotta go to work. And she's like, I gotta have my roofie kicking. (laughs) But the one thing I will say too, where he's like, you know, you really should lock your door. There's a murder on the loose. And I'm like, why didn't she lock her door? This is a sole survivor of (laughs) mass murder. Why don't you have a locked door, Ellie? (sighs) Anyway, now the teens are going through the house. They find Chloe tied up like in the basement. And they're like, did Ellie do this to you, basically? Because <laughs> I like, yeah. she did it. And it's so funny because I'm like, Ellie is 20 pounds soaking wet. There's no way she's hoisting women up on the, by their necks, carrying people across places. She's picking up Chloe. And anyway, Chloe goes, It was the guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, the guy upstairs. He told me that if I misbehave, I'd end up in the closet with the other one. So they open the closet, and in that closet is a trunk, and in that trunk is the missing cheerleader from 10 years ago. Dad. Ooh. You know that stinks. Well, you know what? It doesn't stink now. It probably stunk for, like, the first year. Ew. You know what I mean? Because now it's just bones. Now it's just, like, dried bones. So then it's like, okay, but did he buy this house when he was 18? He was just like, he. how many times has he moved? So he went to college, he went to medical school, then he came back for his residency, and and he's just been moving this dead girl trunk everywhere? He's got his dead girl trunk with him. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's got his trunk. He's like, like, no, no, don't let the movers touch that. He's like, no, um, no, that's my my medical school stuff. (laughs) And I love how she's like, it's the guy upstairs. She's like, I don't know who he is. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't know the one doctor in all of Mosher? And so as this happened, they all kind of head upstairs. Tippy-toe, and now when I tell you there are five teenagers walking yes. on these steps and no one hears them, cool. And, uh, you know, Ellie's tied up, Jonathan's talking, and Ava, like, takes out her phone and she starts filming all of this. And Ellie, like, spots them. So she just, mm-hmm. like, 
she's like, it's like, you know, why'd you frame me? You know, kind of just pretty much teeing him up to confess. But while he's doing all this talking, she is also not just like making sure he's being filmed, but she is like untying her wrists. You know, she's trying to like loosen the bindings. So she gets her arms freed and she tells him, you just confess to the whole world. And then he turns and he sees all the teens there filming him very Scooby-Doo. Right. And then in my favorite way to harm someone, she bonks him over the head with a fire poker. And then the teens and Ellie embrace. Dr. Down. Dr. Down, honey. Then we cut to, a little bit later, a news broadcast tells us that Jonathan has been sentenced to life in prison. Good. Great. Ellie's mom's on the porch with two glasses of champagne. She's in remish. Okay. Ellie says she's staying in town. And we see her at the end coaching what is now a full cheerleading squad. And Lisbeth is her assistant coach. We love that. I still think it's crazy that she coached coaching cheerleading. I need her to start coaching cheerleading. Of course. I mean, and I also think it's crazy Lisbeth is coaching. She never was a cheerleader. (laughs) But Principal Sawyer is like, listen, everybody can take a turn coaching, okay? Exactly. So Lisbeth is an assistant coach now, and the gals, they have a routine. They show it off because they are getting ready to bring it to an upcoming competition. And then there's a big group hug. The end. The end. Now, this one for me, it's been a minute, but I feel like there's no better movie to bring back my favorite segment, real hero, real villain, than who was killing the cheerleaders. Because as we said, there were, (laughs) it felt like everyone was a villain at some point. Everyone could have murdered everybody. So many options. So many options. I will say that I believe my villain is Dylan. Yeah. Dylan the villain, okay? Dylan the villain. I hate him. I think he is just, he is a cocky, rude, thieving boy. Yeah, why did he steal the pictures? Thank you. We don't know. We also don't know why Elizabeth kept that old yearbook in her drawer at work. Right, just to trick us. And we also don't know why she kept seeing, I still don't understand why Ellie kept having flashbacks of someone saying, Ellie, why did you kill me? Or why'd you do it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was like a side effect of the roofie. I don't know. Uh, See, it was like there were some things that they were not explained. I mean, of course, the true hero of this is Ava. Little, little Ava. Okay, little Nancy Drew. Ava is the hero. My real villain is Forrest, Mm -hmm. a disgusting man. I hope Brooke leaves him in the dust and Mm -hmm. finds herself someone who did not used to date her dead twin sister. (laughs) Forrest belongs behind bars. And I think another real villain is our capitalist-obsessed society that forced an ailing mother to go to a work conference out of town while going through chemotherapy. If that is not a time for FMLA, a time to be with your family, a time Mm -hmm. to not have to be deadlines and pushing papers and taking meetings and emailing, I I said, America, we're sick. We need a timeout. Maybe we need chemotherapy. (laughs) But I did love this movie. This one was a fun one. It was a true romp. And... I'm just happy that Jonathan is in prison for life. I like that. I like it better when they go to prison than when they just like yeah. get shot or something. Right. He's going to he's gonna have to sit in prison. He's also a doctor. I hope they make him like do... I hope he has to work as a doctor in the prison because we know that they're not getting the treatment they need to behind bars either. Well, that's probably what he's going to have to do to like get protection. If he wants protection in prison, yeah. he's going to have to offer something and he's going to have to yeah. be like, I'll be your doctor. I don't know. And to be, yeah, to be able to get some snacks, he's going to have to do that. The next movie we are going to be watching and talking about 
is Psycho Stripper. I mean, mean that music to my ears. Music to my ears. Dance studio instructor Amber Clark is just one week away from marrying the love of her life. But when she becomes the obsession of Hunter, the brooding, sexy, exotic male dancer from her bachelorette party, <gasps> he will stop at nothing to keep Amber from tying the knot. Ah! It's a psycho male stripper? Yeah, men are psychos. Oh. My God, I have a joke about male strippers that I'm doing right now, and this fills me with joy. Y'all, you can watch this with your existing Lifetime Movie Club subscription, or you can go to LifetimeMovieClub.com slash podcast, grab that free seven-day trial, see all the bajillions of movies they have, and get that going. Whew. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, that's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> 